You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So just to get everyone up to speed on where we are and where we've been, just kind of starting four weeks back and bringing us up to the the present moment. Four weeks ago, we started this preaching series asking the question, who decides how we worship? How How do we know how to worship? And we looked at the book of Exodus and we saw that God, it is God who teaches us how to worship. Week two, we asked the question, well, how do we worship? And we saw that God has given us sacrifice as a means to worship him. God says, you worship me through sacrifice. And we said, there's four parts to sacrifice. Do you remember? Four parts of this. There's the offering, that which is offered to God. There's the person doing the offering. And there's the altar on which the offering is placed. And then there's the consummation of the offering. It's either consumed by fire or it's consumed by eating. Hopefully, as we started Mass today and we had incense and the air conditions aren't on you, you maybe notice that's kind of different. We we usually don't have smoke hovering over this place of worship. We're in a place of worship. We're offering sacrifice to God. It's either burned and there would be smoke when it was burned or it's consumed. You eat the sacrifice. Week three, we looked at the Passover as the as the quintessential sacrifice of the Old Testament. Passover has a couple of elements. It has the blood of the lamb, which was put on the doorpost, in which the angel of death passed over God's people. They were spared death. Also, the part of the Passover meal was that they had to eat the flesh of the lamb. They had to actually eat the flesh. The meal was not complete until they ate the flesh of the lamb. And then we talked about this word memorial, how it's understood in the Bible, how it's understood in Passover. When we hear the word memory, what's really meant is the word memorial. What that means is when they actually celebrated the event, the Passover meal, they weren't remembering something that happened in the past as if it happened back then. They were making present the reality of what they were remembering. That's very important. They were making present the reality of what they were remembering. For those of you who were here with us last week, we talked about what did the Passover look like at the time of Jesus? Because over 1,800 years has passed from when the Israelites were in Egypt to Jesus' time. But Jesus was a Jew, and the Jewish people celebrated the Passover every year at the same time. God said, do this forever as a perpetual memorial, a memorial. Every time you celebrate it, you are remembering God doing his work in your present day. You're making it present. So what we want to do today is look at Jesus actually celebrating the Passover with his apostles on Holy Thursday at the Last Supper as we know it. Then we want to tie that into Good Friday. And I want us to see that this is all connected to a new Passover, a new meal, a new sacrifice, 
in which Jesus is the Lamb of God. So, let's dive right in. Um, for us to get there, I want to want to go over um, the fact of. Let's see on on number twelve, page three. Let's go over the Passover meal so that we can appreciate what's happening. The Passover meal was very ordered. It was very structured. Uh, it's, it's called the Seder meal. The Seder means order. And so every time they celebrated the Passover meal, there was strict order involved. There was the same words they would say every time. It was the same cup that they would drink every time. In a sense, they would say the blessing over the cup. They had an order to it. If you ever notice when you come to Mass, there's an order to our Mass. We don't just randomly do things just because we can. There's an order. There's always the same thing that happens every time. Well, in the Passover meal, there was an order. And kind of on 13, I, I give you just a general skinny on what the order was. At the beginning, the family lights the candles. If you haven't noticed, we have candles lit here. And then there's the first cup, the cup of sanctification. There's four cups that's drunk in a Passover meal. Cup of sanctification means that this meal is holy. It's set apart. It's unlike any other meal that we're going to celebrate. The cup of sanctification. And then there's the retelling of the story of Exodus, how God brings his people out of the Egyptian territory. And so they, br- they drink a second cup of wine, the cup of proclamation. That's when they're proclaiming the Exodus story um, they tell the story. The leader of the, the house tells the story. Then they actually have a meal. They eat the lamb. They have unleavened bread. They have bitter herbs. And all of the, the pieces of the meal actually have symbol of what happened in, in God's saving them in the desert, right? And then there's a third cup of wine. The cup of blessing. This is starting to sound more and more like a Cajun meal than anything, right? A lot of drinking going on. But the third cup, the cup of blessing. It's important to hear this. The cup of blessing was connected to the blood of the lamb. When you drank the cup of blessing, you recalled the blood shed by the lamb that was applied to the doorpost. This recalls God's promise given to Israel. I will redeem you with my outstretched arm and my mighty acts of judgment. It's important to remember that the third cup is connected to the blood of the lamb. Then finally, there's a fourth cup, the cup of praise or consummation, which means that the meal is over. You drink this cup. It says the meal is over. Very important. Once you start the meal, you have to finish the meal. The meal's not finished until you eat the lamb and until you have that fourth cup of consummation. Well, what did it look like with Jesus celebrating it with his disciples? He kind of turned the page right there on 15.2. Jesus is kind of going through the script. He's the leader of the household. He has his disciples with him. He's, they're celebrating Passover. They're saying the prayers. They had their first cup. They had their second cup. And when Jesus, when it's time to, to eat the meal, Jesus takes the unleavened bread, which is part of the ritual, which is part of the rite. And what he's supposed to say is, taking the bread... The God who nourishes the whole world in goodness, with grace, kindness, and compassion. He gives bread to all, his fle- to all flesh. 
or his love endures forever. He's supposed to say all of these words and these prayers, but he doesn't. But Jesus says something different. Jesus is at the Last Supper. This is in Luke 22. He takes the unleavened bread and says, this is my body, which will be given for you. Do this in memory of me. Again, that word memorial, memory, should have significance to us at this point. Do this in memorial. He wants us to do this over and over and over again and to enter into whatever mystery that he is trying to tell us right now. Then he takes the cup of salvation. Remember, this is the third cup. This is the cup that signifies the blood of the lamb that they put on the doorpost. Jesus takes the third cup and says this, Matthew 26. Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be poured out on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, if you're sitting at the table, you should be saying something is going on. Either Jesus is having a bad day or he's teaching us something really important. He's taken the third cup. He's gone off script. He takes the third cup, the chalice, and he says, this is my blood that will be poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. He takes the unleavened bread. There's no lamb at the table and says, this is my body. Do this in memory of me. And then, above all, Jesus gets up from the table without ever drinking the fourth cup. He's changed the words. He says, this is my body. He takes the chalice. This is my blood. And then he gets up from table. He goes to the Garden of Gethsemane. They go down the Kidron Valley. And part of the meal um, in between the second and the, the cups, they, they sing or they say the, the Hallel Psalms, right? If you go in the, the Bible, in the Psalms, you can, they're called the Hallel Songs, and I kind of have them for you right there. Um, just on 19.2, you can go ahead and, and read them on your own. Uh, when you're at home and you study, it's Psalms basically 113 to 118. What's happening is as they're, they're going to the, the Kidron, through the Kidron Valley, and they're going up the Mount of Olives, they're singing these psalms that you would normally sing at the Passover meal, but they're not at the table singing the psalms. They're moving to this place of prayer. And if you remember in this, the garden when Jesus is praying, Jesus says some words that I'm not sure we've really thought about the meaning of these words. They're kind of weird when you think about it. What in the world is Jesus talking about? It kind of seems like a weird prayer, right? You turn to number 20 in our notes. In Matthew 26, he says this as he's praying. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Again, drawing a second time, he prayed again. My father, if it is not possible that this cup pass without my drinking it, your will be done. What in the world is Jesus talking about? 
He's talking about a cup. He's talking about, let this cup pass from me. If I have to drink this cup, not my will, but yours be done. What is he talking about? Well, to the Jewish person, cups should have a significant importance. And especially to his disciples who are with him, they know that we were just celebrating the Passover meal. We didn't finish the Passover meal. We definitely didn't drink the fourth cup. But now Jesus is praying about a cup. What is this cup that he's talking about? This cup of consummation, right? This is, that means the, the meal is finished. Well, they're still in the middle of the meal and nothing, it's not done. Well, if we can let our imaginations put be in the story Jesus is arrested that night he's tortured he's scourged he's beaten exhausted they hang him on the cross now remember yesterday uh, last week we said um, if you can give yourself to the image right as they brought the lambs into the temple right the lambs were carried away in a in, on a cross they were in a cruciform shape where Jesus is on the cross spread out on a cross and Jesus says these words like if you had your last words why would Jesus say these words Jesus is on the cross and his last words are this I thirst why in the world would Jesus ever say that of all the times to drink He's exhausted, he's beaten, he's, he's worn out, he's about to give his last breath and he says, I thirst. Well, get this, a common practice of the Romans was that they would give uh, a last drink to those who were being crucified, those who were being tortured. What was the drink? In John 19, it says this, there was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth when jesus had taken the wine he said it is finished latin it means it is consumed it's consummated right this should help this this should be sending off all kinds of lights in our mind the Passover meal is complete the new Passover meal is complete Jesus has said this is my body this is my blood shed for you okay time out pause what happens in the temple the lambs are brought remember to the altar rail the father of the house leans it over they slaughter the lamb the priest catches the blood of the lamb in the chalice the priest brings the blood and pours the blood over the altar and the blood drains on the floor and the temple they actually had a drain that would drain all of the blood from the temple out of the temple they would actually pour water so it wouldn't coagulate and, and just clog if you can imagine over 200,000 lambs were being slaughtered on this day lots of blood lots of water flowing out the temple mount down the hill through the city What flows from the temple is blood and water. And so here Jesus is, the Lamb of God, saying the meal is finished, it's complete. I am the new Passover lamb. And then what happens? If you read scripture, it says the, the guard went to Jesus. He was already dead. And he pierced his side. And what flows out? Blood and water. 
There's a point in Jesus' life where he says, destroy this temple and in three days I will rebuild it. And they said, who is this man? He's, he's, he's talking out of his head. How can he possibly rebuild this temple? It took us years. And scripture says he was talking about his body. Where do we worship God? In the temple. Where do we sacrifice lambs? In the temple. Where is blood and water poured out? In the temple. Who offers the sacrifice? The priest. Where? At the altar. Jesus is now the offering. He's the one doing the offering. The altar is right there on Calvary and blood and water is flowing onto the altar. And Jesus says it's finished. This is the new meal. This is the new Passover. I am the new lamb who takes away the sins of the world. And that's why we celebrate mass here. You and I are gathered here. There's an altar. The priest stands in the person of Jesus. And we're taking the bread. And we're saying the exact same words that Jesus said. Because he said, do this in memorial of me. And do this forever. And we've been doing it for 2,000 years ever since Jesus gave us the mass. And we said the exact same words that Jesus says. And what we believe is when we say those words, Jesus is present to us here. That's what memorial means. He's here. And when we take the chalice, the priest says, this is my blood. Do this in memory of me. A new covenant. Jesus is here and it's actually his blood. And the meal isn't finished until it's Consumed. The sacrifice is consumed. The lamb is consumed. Jesus is the new lamb. His body and blood is consumed by those who are able to receive him at this altar. The mass that we celebrate is not only 2,000 years old. It's, it's just rooted in the history of the Passover meal. But Jesus was giving us something new. New covenant for you and for many, for those who would believe in Jesus. And we are not worthy to receive this. We are not worthy to be here. We are not worthy to be forgiven. But it's, it's mercy. It's the mercy of God who hung upon the cross, who gives us his life. My dear friends, I don't know if you've ever thought about the Mass this way. I don't know if you've ever seen the Mass in such clarity. I don't know if you've ever understood the words, Behold the Lamb of God, ever like this before. But what we do here at Mass is rooted in Scripture. It's not enough just to worship God. God taught us to worship him through sacrifice. And Jesus is the sacrifice through which we worship him. At Mass, we say, through him, with him, and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, he is the temple in which we worship God. And by our baptism, we are united to Jesus. And we are nourished by the body and blood of Jesus so that we can become the body and blood of Jesus. There's no other place in the world where you can receive the body and blood of Jesus other than at the Catholic Mass at the altar, celebrated by a priest, a priest, the same mass that's been celebrated over 2,000 years, the same mass that is being celebrated throughout the world right now, we're all entering into the one mystery that started on Holy Thursday at the Last Supper and ended at Calvary, Good Friday, when Jesus says, it is finished, he is giving us his body and his blood. 
He is saying, I am doing something new. There's no more temple in Jerusalem. If you go, it's destroyed. The wailing wall is the last remains of the temple. There's no more altar. There's no more priest. But Jesus said, do it forever. And we're doing it forever. We're, we're doing it in memorial. We're re-entering into that mystery. And what a privilege it is for us to be here. Let's just pause for a moment. Let's just pause for a moment and be grateful to Jesus. Being grateful that despite our lack of appreciation sometimes, despite our our lackadaisical approach to the altar, and despite sometimes taking for granted his body and blood given for us at the cross, he still chose to give us this beautiful gift. Let us at least today be grateful. Let us thank him. Let us be in awe and wonder at what we celebrate here. Amen.